fireman's fake cell You were better off inflammable To burn off this immaculate mess Imitation, and that's where I'm from But I ain't going back until they change the name I am an unstoppable force You, you were my weakness Are you a doomed generation? Lost in lofty penetration I can hurt you here I would never hurt you here is your safety regulated by the picture frame I made it? Sitting still would be so bold, like you were made of miner's gold. I am unstoppable Welcome to another Rage Cake Podcast. Another Rage Cake Podcast. My name is Daryl. I'm Todd. 
And we were continuing our exploration of 2000s DIY punk. Yeah. Um, fucking Carrie Nations, man. Awesome. Yeah. Maybe fucking. God damn, that record's good. Uh, I don't know. Seen them. Saw them play at a house in like 2004 with This Is My Fist. Yep. And that was, a, that was big. That was great. That was so good. So good. Um, and I wasn't even, I like picked up the CD at the show. Like I was, mm. I hadn't even heard them before. I think right. I had like, this is my fifth seven inch. So I was really mm-hmm. excited and they just like blew me away. They were great. They were great. Yeah. I had a good picture of them actually with like the drummers. Gla- he moves his head really fast and his glasses are actually off his face. Mm. Yeah. He had, the, he had those symbols really high up. Totally. Yeah. It was just like a suburban house too, you know? I don't think we were at the same show. Oh, okay. Well, I, okay. Then I saw, I, but I've seen this show. I was at a, at a same, show. Same tour. Same tour. Yeah. I was up in Santa Cruz. Oh, okay. No oh, shit. Okay. Yeah. No, I was in LA somewhere. And it was after I'd seen This Is My Fist play at the Apple, the Rotten Apple, which right. was just like a, a death box, um, but a really fun place for about five or six months <laughs> <laughs> in South Los Angeles. Right, right, like, right. Yeah. It's fun. It was really hot. <laughs> Um. Yeah, carried that album is this uh, space opera of galactic proportions <laughs> that just kind of someone said one time that they do loud, quiet, loud better than the Pixies. <laughs> yeah, I think it's more organic. I mean, I mean, like, we're not, not going to slam the Pixies. No, but, no, I love the Pixies. But I love it, the Pixies. it is a. a an awesome band to compare them to true true yeah doing their own thing oh man so good so good yeah and, um yeah there was some offshoots uh band, bands that came yeah out afterwards who are they i, I want to say like purple seven oh uh, right 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 uh and evening standard don't know them yeah I could be wrong about this. Yeah, uh, so good though. I don't know. I don't. Know. And the the, the apparently they, they pressed a thousand record, but only screened five hundred of them. The album covers, according to the notes on the inside. Yeah. And then. So yes, they were recently made some covers and. Uh, yeah, but that's that's from two thousand thirteen, so that's a decade ago. Wow. <laughs> I just read the read the read the. You're doing you do what I do all the time. Like, yeah, that was last year. Shit, that was ten years ago. Fuck. But I mean, I still listen to the CD. Yeah, in the oh, office that I got in right. 2004. Right, that's true. That's true. That that gets played regularly, and it's so good. I love that scream in there. It kind of reminds me, in a way, of just like how otherworldly and how of a time it was. Like been out of shape. Like just yeah. like it just like. Uh, I'm sad that they're not around anymore, but like, holy crap, what a great, what a great legacy. Yeah. Um, and we, we saw them play at, uh, in San Diego. There was a reunion show at awesome fest. Oh shit. <laughs> and there was like 15 of us <laughs> uh, losing our minds. Yeah. So, uh, you know, if you're not familiar with that record, Get get it get it, get get it. it. it's not gonna be I, if you can find it I don't think it's gonna be expensive you know it's totally worth it be still fucking great start, start to finish yeah and apparently I just read that uh, it's the same people person who mastered Ice Ice Baby so the, you got that classic Amer- American song bag yeah yeah there we go alright what we got next what we got 
All right. There's not really themes uh, except for this next set. Is uh, This is a California theme. Oh, cool. Just a little drive up the coast uh, from San Diego to the Bay and back to San Pedro. And we're starting off with Vina Cava, you know, band that I definitely identify with the time. Yeah, definitely. Definitely, you know, saw them play twice in one day in Milwaukee one summer. and <laughs> I saw them play in parking lots in Las Vegas, you know. So yeah. Played in San Diego and San Pedro and all over the place. You want to you hear one of my sources of shame? Of course. Yeah. Rachel Cake never interviewed him. That's true. Yeah. I feel better that we got to interview April for with the Black Dots interview recently-ish. Um, um, it just didn't happen. It was supposed to happen a couple of times. Things fell through. You know, there's um, there's there's another band coming up that I remember wanting to interview really bad and just never getting around to it. Yeah, and uh, it happens once in a while. It's, it's a lot going on, you know. Yeah, and also I I don't if, if you haven't ever conducted an interview and transcribed it, that is a lot of effort. That is a lot of effort. Anybody who's listening to this, like organizing it, getting all your questions. Yeah, fuck, it sucks. It. It's a labor of love. If you, but if you don't really love the band and you're doing it, yeah, totally. Fuck, it sucks. Or you should be getting paid a lot of money. Otherwise, but Vinokov didn't get interviewed because we don't love them. No, 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 no. That's where I feel the shame. Like it was just it didn't work out. Like we just didn't. The timing didn't line up or whatever. Or I'm somebody. I mean, I'm just hypotheticalizing. If somebody said, "Yeah, I'll do it," and then just didn't pull it off, or it was just yeah. terrible. You know, there's a quality of standards here, my friend. <laughs> you're well aware of but uh yeah i remember when the seven inch came out and it was just like just in love with both of these songs yeah yeah and and the other side of the seven inch is no slouch either the six sick birds the dudes from the thumbs yep you know all right what do we got what are we gonna listen to this song is called uh, johnny walker versus john cougar <laughs> Being a that's a good it's a good matchup
can never go wrong with little killer dreamer you can't that, that's you can't those are my words they're with fight. us all the time right here in the podcast studio we've got their artwork right they, here they made a lot of art and we have it all over the place spray painted in yeah. the office as well mm-hmm. oh um, yeah we have the franken reagan in the, in the office right yeah the tony did that's right but yeah uh, uh, Killer Dreamer fucking ruling it. Well, Kid Kevin and Raul as Cali Mucho. They yep. are just investing in their future. Yeah, they P- are putting really at a good place. Putting Pedro stuff. to work. They're doing so many good uh, things with not, I mean, they're just not screen printers. They're just, they're doing really good things for their community. Well, they're also like, like Kevin is like a, teacher he like teaches people how to do screen printing right right yeah it's all yeah and he he went up to like he went up to pacific northwest for a while learned a lot more we actually worked for the place where they get a lot of the material from now that's great i mean punks for the win on that one for sure and um you know it all kind of started as silk cream band shirts for killer killer dreamer other assorted bands you know yeah yeah i mean i we would go with early uh razor cake posters we would go down there and then screen them and then hang them up all in their backyard and in the in the garage until they dry and do that they were they were awesome they would really go out for us and they still do to this day they help us with their screen printing our shirts for all the The donation donation drive yeah yeah every year fucking awesome thank you guys so yeah can't and you know, in the 2000s, they were constantly on the road, it seemed like. Yeah, just yeah. putting in a lot of fucking miles. Totally, yeah. And, and like, and they were, you know, 4th Street was was in, in San Pedro was a nexus for this stuff, man. It was, I can't tell you how many shows I went there, and it was punk perfect, you know? Right. So good. <laughs> I think the only thing that ever got stopped was somebody was on a trampoline with a knife and people suggested they stop. You know... Some rules make sense. I, I think it was just a, mostly a personal safety thing. <laughs> Understandable. Yeah, there you go. Um, before that was Pumpkin Pie. Uh, I don't. I know this band lived in the Bay Area. Uh, they may have been from somewhere else. I know nothing about them except the songs I've heard. That's it. There's like um, a full length uh, called like Broke Truck. <laughs> don't look something. at me. All right, all right. I played with them in like 2007 and they okay. were fantastic. Nice. And then um, Brad, the male vocals that you hear, was in Prince. Oh, awesome. Awesome. So that's. Oh, that's great. Prince is another one. Which I think it's post 2010, yeah, though, right? Definitely. Yeah. Oh, so good. So good. I love that. That EP we have, right? It's right. So good. Man, it's catchy as shit. Um, before that was onion flavor rings, which if again, I'm not trying to explain anything. I'm not trying to paint anything into a corner. I'm just trying to share a, a special energy that yeah. I felt at a certain point in time and still feel, but I feel like there was a very strong connection at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, and onion flavored rings kind of embody this this intense spirit of um, not really looking punk or sounding punk, <laughs> yeah. but being like the punkest people on the planet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, agreed. And um, like yeah, Paul and Erica. Yeah, I forget who, who's the, Steve. Steve, yeah, that's right. 
Yeah, I, I had to. I had to bite my tongue once though, because I, I was actually at Fourth Street, and I walked up to them and they had a razor cake. They didn't know me at all, and they were talking so much mad shit about it that I had to walk away and like suppress that for a while. And when I met them years later in different contexts, they were really cool to me. But they were ripping it. So, yeah, well, what are you gonna yeah, do? Yeah. So my 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 feelings aren't as warm and fuzzy about it, but they turn out to be cool people. Yeah. Yeah. Um. And before that was Vinokava. Yeah, I I I think April has a wonderful voice and is an amazing bass player. So you have to put that, and and probably is more punk than I'll ever be. Is more punk than I'll ever be. So am I imagining something, or do you feel this? Do you see what I'm saying? Do you understand what I'm saying when I talk about like a certain time and place sure. having a s- certain connective aesthetic? Yeah, and. Uh, just like very propulsive uh, kind of like goal to create or just like creation on goal. Yeah. Okay. I, you're going to, so caveat, Daryl and I spent a lot of time together. Here's here, here. And I have a bad memory. That's, that's true. And also, I'm not nostalgic. I like listening to stuff that's older, but I we listen to it constantly. We haven't like taken, you know, we didn't just like walk away from it and then come back to it. It's right. with us the whole time, right? And so, I really do think that there has been a there, there for whatever reasons, and it may even may, and it sounds really shitty to say it's social media, mm-hmm. but there was a way that people would be in specific scenes, geographical or musical DIY scenes. And it seemed that there was more connections in real life because there was, there was very few other options. You know, you, you know, you would hear about a show, you'd go to the show and then you'd hang out with people. And now, and and it might just because of my age now too, is that those opportunities don't present themselves as many as much. And I think music as a whole for me feels different than when it did when we were in the right smack dab in the middle of it when it was cresting and there was it was DIY punk and it had so many different strands that it's it's not it's, it's terrible to brand it you right. know because now especially with like again with social media things get genreified and meta tags to death and I'm glad that people can listen to it and it's very accessible but a lot of the stuff I played in the previous podcast you can't find online it doesn't mm. exist right now or and there's no con there's no contextual because all of this is context and i think yeah. the context gets lost you know and people go okay well shit like spotify will go okay driving drums uh hyper done vo- vocals we're going to do this to you so you're going to be uh, just purely music sounding is going to you're going to be clumped together which i think is shit so instead of having all the these sinews and muscles and all these interconnections and things that are always cross-pollinating it. So like, you know, you have this really rich biosphere of things and it's pollinating in weird ways that you can't see and then you can hear it 5 years later, you know. That's what so, I that's what I So I'm going to go I'm going to go on a kick oh, a social media kick go as ahead. well. Go ahead. And um I feel like a lot uh, a lot happened because of MySpace music. I agree. I agree. And, and the difference between MySpace, specifically MySpace music, and something like Facebook, Facebook or Spotify, uh-huh. 
is MySpace, there was no algorithm. Yeah. Or and, it was and, getting formed. Yeah. Yeah. But like the connections that you would, the, the tunnels that you could go down True. to find new bands were uh, made by the bands. Correct. So it's like Vina Kava maybe has put Killer Dreamer in their top eight. And you're just checking out all eight bands in Vina Kava's top eight. Right, right. And the bands are creating what could be called the algorithm. Yeah, and it's kind of like, it, that's to me, that the stuff that makes sense is before you get a record, you'd read the thanks list or whatever. You go, oh, shit, they think these bands. I'm going to check these bands out. This way you could hear it, you know, right off the bat through through that. Right, so I, it's, it's great. Um, and it's just, it just works that way yeah where i don't think spot of whatever spotify is creating for like what when it's putting together your playlist or neither of us have spotify we don't know what the fuck we're talking about no but but okay so but i was in an environment like chiropractor where i was like he, he'll ask me what what should i play and i'll say something and it'll what, play. Do you, what do you say at the chiropractor to listen to i said to the arrivals and it played one arrival song and then it went off the deep end exactly yeah, it, it, so, but so because and it's like something that's populated, and then somehow it's made associations. But it's like it really doesn't. It can't stick. Like some of these bands, they, it just doesn't know. And I'm like, I'm like, why am I two steps away from Pennywise all the time? This sucks, you know. Well, there's For the algorithm. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like it's 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 garbage. So and I think that people miss the context and miss this the like. The thing that was exciting for me during this era was having all these associations and then always discovering new bands. And this is, you know, it starts off like in your area and then it went nationwide and some of the stuff became international too. It's like, yeah. uh, it's awesome. Uh, yeah. In 2000s, no. we loved the Swedish punk bands. <laughs> That's true. It's true. And there, they, there was like Umea hardcore and uh, punk was in K-Town stuff from Copenhagen, right. just off the charts, great, you know, and still stuff is happening there for sure. So, another point um, is that this is kind of like a pre-gentrification era. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's true. It's true. Uh, before living was just so. Cr crushingly <laughs> crushingly expensive and inaccessible yeah and also you, you just think of the, the like a lot of these bands were on a complete shoestring with their vehicle and gas and staying at a place people's houses that kind of thing and like it got me in trouble when i would when bands would roll in it, when i lived at the other place and you would be like, you have to be quiet after 11 otherwise our neighbors are they're really trying to right. kick us out you, share you know a wall with to four different people yeah four different four, apartments. yeah yeah and the people below us hated us i mean even when we walked they hated us so it's like i right, what can we do you know so i think those constraints happen too you know and and like don't get me wrong i love music that's coming out now we put out razor cake and, and we really do put our hearts and souls into it but it's but, the, but it's yeah. a, it doesn't mean we can't take some time and sure look back and oh yeah if yeah. anything just like uh I just don't want these bands to be forgotten. Uh, absolutely, a hundred percent. Like because I get excited. I am excited right now, listening to this stuff and revisiting it in, in, in a, a very meaningful and intentional way. Because we listen to this stuff all the time, still, right? You know, and something. That, the only thing that I don't is like we don't we don't play records, vinyl records when we're working in the office, yeah. because who's going to flip them over? You know, unless you want to become an intern. Mm. No, that sounds yeah. terrible. 
And you're going to DJ to Daryl and Todd. All right, so we're going to start off this next set with a band called um, Blotto. And when we played Tim version on uh, the previous, in my head, I was like, this is this song is like off a of split seven inch with Blotto, probably. <laughs> probably that, so, that yeah. Snuffy Smile put out. Yeah, Because yeah. Snuffy Smile put out a lot of fucking awesome split seven inches. They did, they did. Pairing a Japanese band with an American band. Um, but I, this may not be my favorite song on this record. All right. Uh, and I think this is actually a collection from Seven Inches too. But uh, I've had to play it for the title of the song, <laughs> which is Lullaby for You, The Hot Shot. Let's <laughs> <laughs> so check it out. Blotto from Japan. Great. The track is called Lullaby for You, The Hot Shot. Here we go.
the work that you win. Now it's time, grab a bottle, let the mixing begin. Fuck all the bullshit, love it be Was a, a, a super group, <laughs> super duper group, <laughs> uh, MySpace Music Super Group, <laughs> Bloodbath and Beyond. Uh, I I thank Bloodbath and Beyond because whenever I see the the chain store for home goods, I always call that, Bloodbath. That's what you think. Yeah, that's what I say. I don't need uh, it's, it's cross wired. Well, me, now, now I think they're out of business. Good for them. Yeah, fuck you, Bloodbath. Um. <laughs> I think the CEO like jumped out of a skyscraper or something. Sorry to hear that. Didn't know that part. How could you bring this up? To- <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know. I didn't know. <laughs> but kind of what I was going back about MySpace, I feel like at the time I didn't know any of those people, but I definitely like followed Snake Pit on MySpace. Yeah. And I was able to follow along through social media as the... Uh, had their misadventures <laughs> through this musical process of being in this band. Yeah, because they're from f- four different areas too, right? You got San Diego with Davey. You got Patty with Minneapolis. You got Mike Napkin in the PNW. Who's left? Oh, Ben. Ben, yeah. <laughs> uh, in Austin at the time, yeah. So. so it's just this kind of, I don't know, it's just, Maybe I'm nostalgic for MySpace. Now that I think about it, mm. I'm I'm not nostalgic for MySpace. But the other thing that was good about MySpace is that labels could do direct selling. Right, you could like embed you PayPal can, buttons. Yeah, you can embed things in there, which they found out. Oh, we're we're losing money on this platform, even though it's quote unquote free. And then that that's why it got chumped out by Facebook because and I'll, you can't do direct uh, linking and stuff like that. You know. So, yeah, it was yeah. different. Yeah. And I, I think it's, you know, I don't want to get too hypothetical here, but like all these large, large corporations really figured out a way to ingrain themselves and make them almost inseparable from every level of music, you know? And that's where it's like it gets very complicated because at this form, I mean, I don't, I don't want to sound nostalgic for it, but there is a form of resistance of like we can operate outside of these or use these as tools right. as part of our toolbox and be sustainable. Right, where it's like, well, this is just like a free website for me. Correct. So now Correct. it's like, no, you are, <laughs> you are now a product of Facebook. Correct, correct. And it's all about 
consumerism. It's all about the purchase of something or the 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 amount of eyeballs versus, hey, there's actual meaning to content. It's just not content. We are just not consumers. There is something. It's, th- it's just research now. Yeah. We're all just yeah. studied. Right, right. Or, or being groomed to spend more money in every every single thing we do. I was listening to something yesterday where you're, if you have a newer car, that car is tracking so right. much stuff about you. Yeah, it's, it's egregious privacy violation. Off the charts. It's a, yeah, there's even like sex tracking inside of your car. Who knew? Wow. Yeah. It's in the agreement. It's in the user agreement. Go ahead. So that's Bloodbath <laughs> Beyond. <laughs> Thanks, guys. <laughs> saw, them at the, saw them at the doll hut. They killed it. They were great. That's fun. <laughs> it was fun. Um, before that was Cheeky from Brooklyn. Or Actually, on this release, they, uh, they rep Long Island. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. Out in the sticks, as they say. I've only been there. So that, I don't know. That's interesting. Yeah. And uh, also, like, I, just, I was just doing something the other day, and uh, the drummer, let me get her name right, uh, Angie Boylan is the drummer for Sleater Kidney now. Leader Very interesting. Yeah. And Kate is those big eyes still. Yeah. Yeah. And also did that kind of like uh, that synth heavy thing that was all of for the, the Dark st- Tower. Dark Tower. Right. 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 The interpretation of the Stephen King omnibus. Yeah. I like that record too. Um, yeah. Great. Great little seven inch that came out. Yeah. Freedom House. Yep. From uh, Mike Hunchback. Yeah. Hunchback's another. I know. Yeah. I don't know why. It's tough. It's tough, man. Um, I don't think people are ready for them, honestly. <laughs> it's 2023, and people, I don't think our listeners are, are ready. Not yet. Ten more years. Ten more years. Maybe maybe start off with a cover and then lead them into it, you know. So. Play a little black wine. <laughs> right. Go uh, go backwards into it. Right. Totally. Uh, before that was Defect Defect, uh, who we saw bunch of times a bunch and, of times uh, hi colin love love those records i saw i mean i saw colin a couple months ago you did i feel bad i didn't go uh, it was close great by. yeah uh he was playing in a band called mask m-a-s-k or m-a-s-q-u-e q-u-e uh, uh that was really fun and we started off that set with blotto from japan who uh yusuke is all now in lost balloons oh okay great okay i yeah yeah. That's the other half of Lost Balloons. Nice. Other than Jeff Burke. Nice. Uh, all right. So here's a band. This might be possibly the most obscure band I'm playing. Uh, but I have this weird obsession with this band. Yeah. Is it weird or is it no, 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 no. It's good. So, okay. Yeah, okay. Another full admission, too. So we have a five CD changer in Razor Cake HQ. And it's in Daryl where Daryl works, and there are records that I know from tip to tail, but I sometimes can't. I don't know who the out the, the artist is, or it's just not. It's not something I've really. And Period Three is one of them. When you put it on, I'm like, yeah, of course, this is awesome, but it really escapes me sometimes if I if it's not in front of me or I don't see the album artwork. I just can't put the things together. Well, it's like I don't so. even know what the, those albums. It's like that CDR is like two albums that. Vince B burned onto a CDR f- for us. Right. And I have no idea 
what those albums actually look like. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This seven inch is the only thing that shows up on Discogs if you search this band. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. So, like the rivet head I played last time, it's only a forty-five, right? Like a, right. a twelve-inch forty-five, for like five songs. Yeah. I've got a CD that has like thirteen songs on it that just says rivet head on it. Wow. I, I can't remember. I don't remember if the band gave it to me or whoever. Yeah. You know, but I, I think it, I got it from it from a close source, and those re- those songs are fucking great. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. Uh, I are there other Riverside releases? I don't think so. I couldn't. I I didn't do a deep dive, but I was looking around, just poking around, trying to find some things, and found very little. Yeah, same thing with potential with potential Johns. Same thing. I've got a CD that has like twenty songs on There's it. Two CDs. Yeah. Shit. All right. Go on. Well, okay, so Period 3 is this mysterious Milwaukee band. Um, <laughs> I thought they were from Sacramento. <laughs> yeah. uh, that the lyric, they're, they're, they're like obsessed with crashing their cars. Oh, no. Like there's lyrics about crashing their cars and there's all this artwork about it car crashes. crashes. Yeah. Um, it gives me the heebie-jeebies. Uh, there's just songs about like not hanging out with your friends and just like smoking cigarettes by yourself. Uh, and this song that I'm playing postcards is like this like beautifully well-written song that I feel like uh, and has like this weird turnaround at the end with the lyrics and like in my head I'm like if this was like a if like Elvis Costello mm. performed the song mm-hmm. this would be like this anthem classic that everybody knows all the words to and like people play it at their wedding or something like right right um, but it's just this mysterious unknown band from milwaukee that uh i feel like sometimes i'll get drunk and if i'm talking to someone from milwaukee i'll like ask but i'd like never remember what they say <laughs> this might even happen kind of recently too i mean drinking gives you so many gifts and so many deficits simultaneously you know but uh and we've played them on the pod we remember we did a podcast like two years ago no. and we we played stuff that like we listen to all the time, but we don't feel like people know about. Right, right. And we played period three on that. All right, make tracks. So we're kind of yeah. looping back around. I'm putting it back out there. If you can give me some kind of information on this band, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. it's a good uh, idea. I would appreciate it. Let's do some crowdsourcing. Because uh, there's there's those songs on that CD are like have these hilarious titles. Uh, I'm gonna butcher it, but one of them is called something like uh, "The Boy Who Can't Stop Dancing While Someone's Playing the Flute" meets "The Boy Who Can't Stop Playing the Flute When Someone's Dancing." <laughs> <laughs> I love it. So, all right, but, this is called Postcards. All right, here it's we off, go. Uh, an EP on uh, DNH Records. Period three.
horrible odds from Chattanooga. Shit, yeah. Go Chattanooga. Um, that was the second appearance, Erica Don Lyle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. After onion flavored rings. Um, it's funny with the first one, the first episode I did, I was reaching for Future Virgins record, and I said, "Oh wait, I gotta go." Too late. You gotta go. Not. E- I mean, those those seven inches came out in the two thousands. It's true. But I was like, I gotta start with the sexy record. Ah, yeah. Did you Jack Palance too? I think that's like nineties. Hmm. Hmm. Good question. Good question. Um, right on. The coast. But I was reaching for a Hidden Spots record, and I said, oh, I gotta. I think I gotta play the horrible odds before I play it in spots. True. Good. Like I like your thinking there. It's, it's solid. So that's how that happens. I love the Mike Pack uh, shit stain high fives on so, uh, story. <laughs> I mean, the fact that he high fived a bro with shit on his hand and the bro took it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, pretty terrible. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck bros. <laughs> Good going, Mike. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so the voice you hear is Eric Nelson, who's it's, in Hidden Spots and um, many, many other great bands. I love his voice. I think his voice is great. Yeah. I think he's awesome. Yeah, we're big fans. Mm-hmm. Uh, before that was Drunken Boat from Portland, um, who members would go on to be in Divers. That's right. Uh, and that was a split seven inch with Dan Padilla. I just want to mention... Uh, a lot of these seven inches of this era have a certain uh, random colored vinyl to them because <laughs> at the time <laughs> yeah. you could get a deal through United Record Pressing, right? Uh, that if you just got the random color, it was cheaper, significantly cheaper. Yeah, it kind of reminds me of the the cushioning under uh, carpet underlayment. It's that it could be anything though. It's swirl, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But all, yeah, but it's very distinctive. The the swirl you see the swirl like that. You Definitely, know? exactly. Um, before that was uh, Shorebirds from Olympia Matty Joe fucking shredding yeah yeah former Ladderman this was the band between Ladderman and Reviver yeah yeah um, this is the first EP then there was a split 7 inch and then that Sh- Shorebirds LP yeah what, what's the name of that thing it's something, something can get better right something I think it's it's, it's only gonna get worse or yeah, something. there we go yeah <laughs> It's called yeah. uh, Get Better Records. Or yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we have the poster on the back of a door in the closet. Yeah. Um, so good. So good. Yeah, but I never saw Shorebirds play. I didn't either. I didn't either. And, and I was introduced to them but through David Hayes, Very Small Records. Mm. Co-founder, original co-founder of Lookout. He was a big fan. And I think he's he's involved in this that seven inch. There's like a talking part. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, I'm sure. So yeah, he's got great taste. Uh, we started that off with period three from Milwaukee, which mystery, the mysterious period three. Who is Amber of period three? We don't know. We don't know. <laughs> so and many questions. The, and in the car are like obituaries. Yipes. Yeah. Yeah. All right, I guess I'll do this thing before uh, we conclude this one. All right. Hey, you. Yes, you. Anyone has the potential to be a Razor Cake contributor. If you don't see or hear what you'd like covered, lend us a helping hand. If you're knowledgeable about DIY punk or open to the editing of your work, can meet deadlines and follow instructions, we'll consider your contribution. Drop us a line at razorcake.org slash contact. 
If you enjoyed this podcast and want to support what we do, please order a subscription to Razorcake Magazine at razorcake.org slash subscribe. It helps. Get 112 pages of DIY straight to your door every two months. Interviews, articles, comics, and reviews of bands that you definitely aren't going to find at the checkout lane or even those fake indie websites. Razorcake.org slash subscribe. This podcast is supported by Los Angeles County Board of Supervisors through Los Angeles County Department of Arts and Culture. Any findings, opinions, or conclusions contained therein are not necessarily those of our grantor. Man, I was thinking in my head, wow, I'm doing a really good job of reading. (laughs) (laughs) At the very end. It happens. I mean, we've read it hundreds of times. I still need the prompt. We should just get like a button that we press <laughs> well, like, we, the, like d- radio DJs yeah 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 we, we need to get yeah I was thinking about getting something with little lights and we can do that and maybe have some horn sounds or something or a honk honk exactly you know well you know okay you know, if you if you donate some money and you write that we have to spend it mm. give us about a hundred bucks though because we got to plug it into something it's got to be good it's got to be high, high quality we don't need junk we don't this sounds <laughs> like it's just going to complicate things <laughs> <laughs> Daryl is not about complications. It's true. It's true. He's, it's just it's good. You gotta simplify. Yeah, I mean, I can read it. I was reading it fine, but you you thought of getting a button. <laughs> I want the button, but just a single button. <laughs> just a single button. All right, all right. Fair enough. We got to. Dr- we all have to dream. We all have to dream. Speaking of <laughs> killing the dreamer's dream, right? Uh, and, and this. Is that's how Killer Dreamer was named, correct? Or is it reversed? No, Killer Dreamer is named after uh, this record. Correct. Gotcha. Um, yeah, up in the Chapman Street Warehouse in Oakland, mm. where Killer Dreamer played their first show, and I was there. And I think Fleshy's headline that night. Oh, and the Orphans also played. Shit, yeah, Look at you. And uh, maybe like the Shimps. <laughs> 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 we gotta put the shimps on a on a, on a podcast. <laughs> do we? <laughs> we do. Okay, you can be on yours. Not my favorite. I like them. I like they were they were a handful. Yeah, I don't think I have a shimps record though. Oh, I, I do. I have a CD. I think. All right, they're going on the <laughs> CD only. Uh, okay, I think I can picture the CD now. Okay. Yeah. Um. All right. So this is my this is my selection of songs. With the exception of the one we're about to play. You heard it. Hopefully, listener, if you, you, you are able to put together what I'm trying to convey um, because of your experience, or maybe I've done a really good job and you're convinced of what I'm trying to say. Can I, can I after offer some counterpoints that I think are terrible? Sure, why not? Okay. So other people try to invent things, right? Like org core. Right, or awful. gunk punk. Yeah. Right. So we're we're kind of at, like, in a way, we're in a disadvantage because we're just saying it's this punk. It's di it's DIY punk. That's it. Yeah. But uh, but people need something to clothe themselves with. They need some like for for lack of a better term, they need branding. Right. And we don't provide it to them. You know, but there's they're, they're so much, it's such a rich thing that we're doing. There's so many, like, tendrils and things that are still have Stuff that was released 20 years ago still has reverberations today, either through the through bands or through regions, and they're still producing music and morphing through today. You know, and I think that's important. There's meaning involved with this, and it's joyful, and it's, it's made for humans by humans. Right. Okay, so... Something had to connect the 90s to the 2010s. 
Yeah. This yeah. is just yeah. the evolution of culture and society. Right. Um, we're not going to write a book on this shit. No, no, we did. We we already did. Oh yeah, we did. We almost that that I don't think what I'm playing it's, specifically. No, it's not. Is, so it's a different. We we haven't written this book. We wrote the other book. We wrote the other book. Right. What was it called? Gruff punk, beard punk. Uh, uh, shit. We were. It was a great book. What we, was the book called though? Yeah. Oh, we got to call somebody up. Hey, Don, I would you put on the cover? <laughs> yeah, fuck, I forgot. <laughs> Anyways. Beardcore. Yeah. Is it? No. All right. Anyway. Uh, I'm, I'm even having a hard time thinking when people ask me, hey, you want to do a best of for Razor Cake? I want to throw up in my mouth. What does that even mean? You are on Like a best of page. Uh, interviews? Yeah, probably. Probably, yeah. That's so fucking... There's Gnarly. so many. Yeah, yeah. And also, who am I to decide which are the best ones? You know? Because I, I would... What I usually do is just take myself out of the equation. But... Uh, 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 right, moving on. Go ahead. Going back to what we are talking about. <laughs> um, not, well, a, not everything needs a book. Not everything needs a documentary. Right. But also stuff does need some kind of <laughs> stewardship and we don't know about a lot of stuff oh absolutely We're but we know about this shit very well and we've been collecting these physical artifacts and we're here to share them with you right right and if you are curious about this kind of stuff i'm glad you're along for the journey i i will also say this and then i'll stop I think it is a representation of a real subculture, like a subculture that ha- exists, a- existed and exists through today that is not very obvious. I'm going to say that it doesn't exist in the same way as it did. Not in the same, correct, not in the same way because much larger forces than small independent bands are at play now. And, right. they, and they are being accelerated. Not to sound doomy and gloomy, but it's happening and we see it all the time. But also, I'm going to say that everything changes. And oh, I can say nothing stays the same. How about that? <laughs> well, what else can I say? Uh, but I also say I don't want things to no. be the same oh, as they I don't were want to be, 2005. No, no, absolutely not. I don't want things to be stagnant. Uh, like that's where that's why I still get excited about music today. And also, hopefully, you can find footholds to find stuff that's been released in the past and really enjoy it. You know, right and. Yeah, that's my if hope. You, if you like shorebirds, <laughs> check out Revive. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. You know, yeah. It's a, it, it, it's like a very organic, and there's so many interconnections. You know, I love it. So, yeah. So his next band is Fleshies, who are still a fucking band. True. Uh, and still just as gnarly. Yeah. And uh, you saw them recently, didn't you? Or did, they came through. They recently. came through. I I had plans. I wasn't able yeah. to make it. Ditto. Um. But uh, I wish I did. Yeah. Yeah. Um. This song is called "Big Green Teeth." Um. Uh, you'll hear it. It's great. I have the set list. I think from a mm. awesome fest. Oh yeah! Look at that. Uh. Uh, where they like 
<laughs> this is the set. Oh yeah, oh, awesome. Oh, nice, nicely written on the back there. That's your handwriting. That's my handwriting. Yeah. Um, this was the set that uh, John put on uh, Google glasses. Oh yeah, Google glasses. No, Google Glasses. Oh, shit. And, that is cool. And okay. poured uh, Soylent all over himself <laughs> because he was... Uh, of the future? He was, I don't know, uh, transgressing into like a tech bro or something. Oh, nice. Yeah. I, I love at the end, it, it may even be a song title, but it's like, you know, it has a, like all the their, their, their sets and then it was like, at the end, Arrow, start shit. Yeah. <laughs> The, there's Gotta, there's some life advice. Yeah, exactly. Just from, m- from make notes, little diagram. Johnny, no moniker. Start <laughs> shit. <laughs> All, All right, right, that's it for us. All right, after we're playing Spice Rub, no masty, no master. Don't hate, and then start shit. All right, here we go. Yeah. 